Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. I wonder whatever happened to this guy. He was very popular in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Don't know what happened to him. She rode aboard uh, I was watching uh, a hoary old movie from, well, it's from 62. And I watched it because of the topic. It was called It Happened at the World's Fair. Do you remember this movie? Gonna find that rainbow beyond the bed. Dig that high-flying Elvis. Man, this guy's feet hardly ever touch the ground. I think I just spotted a couple of sweet ones. Yes, the Space Needle rocks and the monorail rolls in an eye-popping riot of explosive hilarity. My heart is growing sadder. That girl rejected me just when I thought I had her. I no, I don't. I mean, I know El of it, but I'm Elvis. not. I'm not an Elvis fan, so I've. I know. I don't think I've ever seen an Elvis movie. Really? I've never bought an album of Elvis. Well, you know what? Somebody thought that I was a big Elvis fan. I'm. I remember you telling. Me this and story. they gave they gave me a, bo a, a Elvis box set one time, everything he ever recorded, and uh, and I go and I have to look like I'm just thrilled. You know? Oh, great! This is wow. You shouldn't have spent the, oh, man, this is, whoo, wow, I did not see this coming. This is great. Thank you so much. I wound up, you know, later giving it, re-gifting it to somebody I knew was an Elvis yeah. crazy fan. I, there, I There's only one song that I really love of his, and I can't think of the title, but it's a very, really tender, very sweet ballad that's almost i mean it's crying very in the chapel it's very emotional that might be it so me crying in the chapel are you crying in no the no no that's not it you unless you're just singing it badly <laughs> no that's not it it was very popular on the radio hmm. i can't remember let me let me go over here i have uh <clears throat> don't have the box set, but I have. If it was a hit, can I you? Probably... I want. I might not know the title of it though. Okay. Well, so I, will you be able to sing little excerpts and maybe, audio clips for me? Maybe because if I can, we can come up with it, then I can play it. If if you can come podcast. up with it, I'll actually buy it on um on uh, Amazon. Okay. Now it can't be "Love iTunes. Me Tender" because everybody. No, knows. God. Well, love me tender, love me sweet. 
sweet as a don't it hold even though you got smelly feet I'll still love you so Heart Heartbreak Hotel I'm trying no, to no, well the ones that no. love me well how do you, how's it go I don't know I don't know that one do we have a CD player in here? Yeah. Can't we go through all of these? Now yeah. it's going to bug me. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to all Elvis songs that I don't like to find the one, only one I... Are it's you like Now that? or Never? How about It's Now or Never? No. No. And it's not... Are You Lonesome Tonight? It goes like this. No. Are you lonesome tonight? No. Are your undies too tight? No. Not that. God, well, these are the big hits, you no. know? Can't help falling in love. Oh, maybe it's can't help falling in love. Can't help. That might be it. Wise men say only fools rush in. Believe it or not, this is not me singing this time. But I can't help falling in love with. Is that it? Because otherwise I was going to suggest this one, which was a song written by Mac Davis and was a big hit for us. As the snow flies. You're nodding your head, this is it. It's in the ghetto, right? Is it? On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. A friend of mine one time noticed that there is a similarity in the lyric structure between this song in the ghetto and the theme to the Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, let me demonstrate for you. Check it out. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed. He's a poor mountaineer. He barely kept his family fed in the ghetto. And his granny cried. Could that be it? It might be it. Okay. But do you have is do you have some a, 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 an artist like that where you just really don't like their music, but there's one song that you just are like god why can't all their songs be like this well i guess it would be this one and not the carpenter's version of this song this is the shags three teenage girls when they played i'd sing along it made me Frank Zappa once said the Shags are better than the Beatles, even today. Somebody else said they bring my mind to a complete halt. Here's the good part, right here. Here it comes. That, uh, that was the one song that I just thought, man, that nailed it. And, but I never, they, the rest of their canon just didn't appeal to me for some reason. For some reason. All right. Do you want to talk about movies? Have you gone to the movies lately? I have not gone to the movies. Um, I went to see. When I say not lately, I mean not in years. Yeah, I went to the it's movies. Um, you know what I went? And here's the, this is what you really should do. I didn't have really anything to do on Thanksgiving. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to the movie. I made a really great dinner. But before that, I went to the movie theater on Thanksgiving. There were eight other people in oh, the movie theater I was going to say, was it crowded or not crowded? No. Oh. 
Uh, could have been the movie I chose. I chose to go see, um, it's sort of an art film called Brooklyn, uh, which is actually up for um, some acting awards for the Golden Globes that are coming up. Well, you know, up. I'd be up for some acting awards if any came my way. Yeah, but it, it, it was a very sweet little film. But the, And so that was just the most recent one. Well, that's but why now, there were eight people. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I never heard of it. I'm, I'm, not that I'm not in that much. But. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal i mean it's a great little film and there's um lots of chatter about it on the awards circuits oh, good which are coming up right around the, you know this is my time of I know, year you when really i love to go to that. the movies yeah. but uh of course star wars is just t you know making everybody nuts <laughs> no you know what i would like to do and I did this recently with the Godfather trilogy. I I started over. Yeah, again. I think I, that's what I want to do too. I began before I the, see this one. And I then when you're done, you go, "Gosh, this was great. I forgot how great this was." Like with Star Wars, I'm going to start with the first Star Wars film. I remember I saw that in a theater, and the thing that stood out for me was the sound. It blew my mind. Ever since then, sound is it for me. I need surround sound on on movies and stuff. I just it, it's just it that made that drove Star Wars. It drove that movie. It, mm -hmm. it just made everything work. And the unbelievable score. But what about the? So I'm going to watch all of those. Then I'm going to then I'll then I will go see the new one. Okay. Then I'm going to do the, all the Harry Potter movies. Then wait, I'm going to do wait, all the Lord of the Rings stuff. I have a question for you. Are you going to do it in the order that the movies came out? Then or, I'm going to see all the Ernst movies. Ernst, you, goes, Ernst goes to camp. Are you going to do it in the order that the story unfolds? There's a there's a yeah. big discussions. Well, I think so. because well, the, No, because the very first Star Wars that came out is not the beginning of it. Well, I know, but this is so all this convoluted you. prequel Are stuff, you going yeah. to watch it in the order they came out yes, or the yes. order That's that the story unfolds? That's Me how too. I would do it. Yeah. That's what I would do too. Sure. Okay. I would think that they would obviously have to backtrack and explain what happened in previous movies. But, okay. but for example, there are people who think that Godfather Part Three, which has been maligned as a, as a movie compared to the first two, mm -hmm. I thought was fine. Yeah, it was I mean, great. that's on my watch list. It was list. powerful. Some people said you wouldn't you wouldn't like. Godfather Part Three. If you didn't already watch the first two, because you can't, you don't understand what's going on in right. Part Three. And that yeah. may be true, but I don't all know. right, I have a confession to make. Um, I am, I am really, really kind of lame. Uh, what year did Star Wars come out? Nineteen seventy-eight. I'd say seventy-seven. Something 77. like that. I, I don't know for sure, but it's something like that. Yeah. So I was with. Um, so I was in high school, and Star Wars came out. But there was another film that came out the the, the same time as well. And there was a group of us. There was uh, only one other film that came out at the same time. Um, well, no, but oh. only one that I thought was worth seeing. And so we were um, American Graffiti. No, no. Oh, I wish I a, wish it was as that, great. That as, would I that would have been earlier. I wish yeah. it was as great as American Graffiti, yeah. which was George Lucas's first film. Yeah, that's right. Who is this on the Wolfman telephone? Diane. How you doing, Diane? All right. That's the Wolfman. Kill me. He's on tape. <laughs> the man is on tape. Well, uh, where where is he now? I mean, uh, where does he work? 
Wolfman is everywhere. Well, I gotta give him this note. Although technically, I guess Lucas's first film was a sci-fi thing called THX 1138. You have asked, are we happy? Are we happy and effective? Consultation with leading experts in the field makes it perfectly clear, perfectly clear that we are all now programmed for perfect happiness, perfect happiness, perfect happiness, perfect happiness. So a group of kids were like, we're, we're going to go see Star Wars. And I'm like, it, we had this opportunity to go to the movies one night. And I'm like, I don't know, I have Star Wars. I don't know what that is. I don't really want to. You know what, you guys go go to Star Wars because, um, you know, me and Susie are going to go see something else. So while everybody went to this fabulous movie to see Star Wars in the theater for the first time, original live, you want to know what I went and saw? No, what? I mean, I guess. You light up my life with Didi Khan. And the Debbie Boone song. Yes! You! And she does carry on. This recording's got a few skips in it, I'm sorry. Or maybe I just edited out the good parts. Because it was a romance. And it sucked. <laughs> sucked so bad. Uh, oh, and I'm so embarrassed because I am not a cool kid. But did you like it? No, it sucked. Oh, it sucked even then. That's what I'm saying. Because some movies suck. Later, I know, but I know. you liked You're, it first. Yeah, you go, oh, they, I remember this. It was so good. And then you go back and you sit down and you re- and you watch it and you go, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, Sometimes that, the memories are the best. Yeah, you no, no question about that. Um, what, what, let me ask you this. Well, I, we, we had a joke in a TV show that I did recently, and, and the joke went something like this. Uh, a number of young men were found missing recently but then were later discovered camping out outside a movie theater waiting for the new Star Wars movie to open. They were not reported missing by any girlfriends. The point of the joke, you really laughed heartily. I don't get it. I'm not that smart sometimes. We just, I think the general belief is that it's kind of nerdy young men. Oh, I see what you're saying, that, that they wouldn't have girlfriends. That would appear, well, they it. wouldn't have. It's not, okay. of course, well, fair, see, but it, or true, but no. but generally that that's the point of the joke. Yeah. So let me ask you this. As a, as a woman, and you seem to be one, uh, based on your physical characteristics and your okay, higher what? than normal voice and all of that, <laughs> and the lipstick and uh, all of that, and <laughs> the heels and everything. And how nice my hair smells. Yes, exactly. Um, do you... Do you like, would you, were you excited about Star Wars at, at any point in your life? Yes, that's what I mean. I can't believe that I gave, I passed up the chance to see this incredible film to go see Didi Khan. And you light up, I like, still like the song, by the way. Oh, you sub- subsequently have gone to see Star Wars. Oh, of Wars. course. I've seen them all. That's what oh, I'm you saying. Have. I'm well, such see- an idiot that I, I said, oh no, I don't think that's for me. I'm going to go see. I've been looking forward to seeing Didi Khan. Where is Didi Khan? 
but I, you know, I just am not, I'm not. Dee Dee Khan sounds like a rat killer. Do you remember her, though? Uh, vaguely. She was a very uh, cute character actress. She kind of had a little bit of a list, kind of like this. <laughs> What's funny is that they had to dub um, uh, the song. Who, who who sang the song? Debbie. Um, Debbie Boone. Debbie Pat, Boone Pat Boone's the song. daughter. She, and, and Dee Dee Khan couldn't even lip sync it. It, you could totally tell she wasn't singing the song. Hmm. It was a terrible movie. You know, there are a handful of songs that were just monster songs. That, And, and, and the whole music industry has changed now. They're, the monster songs belong to a certain, I guess, demo or style. For example, I have no idea what's going on in alternative rock, for example. Or uh, well, I, I don't know a lot about hip-hop and stuff. Uh, music used to be pretty much down the road. If there was a song like You Light Up My Life, everybody knew what it was. Mm -hmm. There was a song like, an oh, old one, like Petula Clark's Downtown. Mm -hmm. It was a monster hit. Yeah. Everybody knew it. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. A lot of the Beatles songs, but now it, everything's kind of changed, and so what might be a monster hit for some group of people uh, other people would be completely perplexed and and you know ignorant of yeah and so well but, it did but, win but an academy it did win the academy award so i guess i wasn't too much of a loser but it just reminds me of how i was my instincts were I'm, i always i never feel like i've ever been in the cool kids pack yeah well i don't and think any kid feels like they're in the cool kids and that's kid exactly pack. why i wasn't because i decided do you, can you imagine how my life might have changed if I had gone with the cool kids to see Star Wars? And mm. it, I, it could be different. I could be... You know what? You're, you would also be more of a routine, uh, cookie-cutter person, not the uh, novel, <laughs> creative, uh, different I'm sort like, of maverick person that you are. You, you, would be a, you would be another <laughs> a blotch on the... You know, I mean, you... I think, no, you made your own choice there. That I did. Just, I actually am very proud of that because they were all like, no, man, you got us to see Star Wars. It's like cool and it's really cool. And I remember saying, no, I don't, I don't want to see it. Well, the cool thing about it, your decision, was that after you made the decision, a lot of people would stand on their high horse and say, I feel very good about my choice. That was an excellent film. But you you were honest enough to say, you know what? I screwed up and that film sucked. It really did. So there's, there's an integrity in your honesty there. It really there. did. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, just getting back to Elvis for a minute. I just, but the reason I brought it up is because this film, It Happened at the World's Fair, is was shot in Seattle at the 1962 World's Fair. And there are shots in it where you can see they like they ride the monorail, for example, and stuff. So you go and and you see the full monorail ride because he's of course is, of course has to sing a song during it. Right. I'm riding the monorail. <laughs> I'm going down the street. Right. You know, and uh, but you can see the old Frederick and Nelson store. But the thing that strikes you the most is how the skyline of Seattle has completely changed. No building looked taller than right. five stories tall right. or something, except for Smith Tower. Correct, yeah. And that's why the Space Needle stuck out so dramatically, because it was not dwarfed by all these other buildings. Yeah, it's um, hard to find the Space Needle now. you got to, like, weed through a whole yeah. bunch of garbage it's, to even see it. From back in the day, there was actually a song about the fair. This is it. Meet me in Seattle at the fair. A group called Joy and the Boys. If you want to meet me, I'll be there. Rock and roll. 
It's entertaining to to watch it. I don't go back that far. I didn't live in Seattle in 1962, but when I did move here about 1980, it still looked pretty much like it did in 1962. But the changes have come, as you all know, and uh, and now with uh, you know the Vulcan properties and Amazon changing the complexion of that entire uh, North Lake Union area. I mean, it is. Uh, you would never recognize it. There's so little left. I watched for things in this film. Mount Rainier, I believe, is still there. Uh, I don't think they've torn that down yet. But it, it, there's very yeah. little else besides the Space Needle that you can you can see in this film. And even the Space Needle has changed. The color's different in the '62 film. Yeah. There's no restaurant partway up, you know, and all of that stuff. Yeah. It's just fun to watch for that purpose. But it's it's a, not a it's a stupid film. Other than that. Although he does work in about 10 songs, so it's worth that. But speaking of movies, uh, well, let's let's start first of all, and these aren't all necessarily movie stars. Well, wait, but... can we get back to Star Wars really quickly? Oh, sure, yeah. Because I, We're not I, going I, anywhere. I printed out an article for you, which I thought, when I read it, I went, well, of course, because uh, The Force Awakens is such a huge um, um, hit. Everybody's talking about it. So I, I'm, I'm kind of... It's not surprising that the porn industry has now jumped on. Um, well, I don't think they've jumped on it. I think Star Wars porn has been around for quite a while. Everybody has their little fetishes. and But apparently, because The Force Awakens is now a big deal, the sales growth of the specialty porn for Star Wars fans has seen a, <laughs> a 500% increase in the few weeks that the new film <laughs> has been out. Five hundred percent. Wow! Everybody's like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and get me a little bit of Princess Leia porn," and it, it's really incredible. So these are like parody uh, movies that have been made from. Yeah, the, it's this is the tidal wave of, of the Force Awakens related kind of, merchandising, and apparently porn is is not um, exempt from that from capitalizing on the popularity of that. Of they're that like movie. A, they're like a car drafting behind a big truck, and the, the big truck is Star Wars, and these porn films are riding right along behind. You know, um, this idea of porn um, parodies <laughs> yes. uh, of films has always intrigued me. Uh, first of all, it, mo I think most people know this, but we get all excited. The you know the the hoi polloi get excited when they see oh Star Wars made I don't know three hundred million dollars. What a hit film! Eleven, yeah. Made Meanwhile, 11. the porn industry yes. completely dwarfs anything that Hollywood makes. I mean, it, it, right? The first, real their, budge their budgets aren't anywhere near no, what what these right. are. So yeah. they're 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 turning these movies out on shoestring budgets because who cares nobody's coming for the production values of these things much less the shoestrings <laughs> that's 
straight or, or the any strings. Maybe the G strings. But yeah. yeah, it's it's just really funny. But yeah, they they started noticing a, a gradual increase in the sales of the DVDs beginning in November because that was when all the hype started going out. But it wasn't until the movie came out that because there's a parody called Star Wars Triple X. Um, that's like guess the bestseller of the Star Wars uh, genre porn that's out there, and that's just taken off. Hmm. So you know, there I you can't go. say I've seen any of it, but to entertain myself, and and I in the old days I used I would always do these so-called research projects for our radio show, but this one particularly amused me. And back in the days when they had places like Tower Records and these video I know I kind of miss those those were just a great place to hang out yeah, and, well they still have silver know. platters around here so well, you can go there not and the same Tower best... Records and Tower Books that was always like a big night out oh yeah go... just go just go I would go there just to browse yeah, around yeah right? nothing in particular in mind you know? right and uh, but there was one section in the back of the store where they would have uh the 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 X film the X rated film there was always a little curtain like it was a little yeah. curtain area right that you'd so I to... tried to be surreptitious about it I always tried to be a little bit discreet and secretive and hope nobody was uh, watching but I'd go back and I'd actually have a little notepad with me and I would write down the titles that amused me I loved that stuff <laughs> and so <laughs> there some just off the top of my head and we didn't prep for this but i i would i could remember these uh you remember the rambo movies were very right. popular so there was one called rambutt <laughs> yeah classy stuff like that of course. yeah um another one i remember was um uh, uh, oh hannah does her sisters was another one there's edward penis hands asablanca on golden blonde Goodwill Humping, Pulp Friction, Battlestar Orgasmica, and there's one course called Pornocchio. But my all-time favorite, and I hope I can say it on the podcast, why I, not? I know what it is. I think I know what it is. I ju- it just came to me. I just wrote it down, but I want to see if I'm right, because yeah. I know you pretty well. Okay, go ahead. Is it Shaving Ryan's Private? No, but I love that one. That's a good <laughs> I'd forgotten that See? one. No, that was... my no, my favorite was Lawrence of Her Labia. <laughs> I mean, I thought these people are very creative and how they're thinking. What of this a stuff. fun job that would be! Just, yeah. All right, come your, up with a title. Your job is just that. That's come right. up with a title. Yeah, you know what? That's funny because the Star Wars ones aren't very inspired compared to those. No, they have, they're not. They have um, porn wars. It's lame. P-U. Star whores. See, they don't care. They know people are going to watch them. And sex wars. Yeah, that. but I think it, there's a, I don't know, there's a talent there to come up with yes. a, a, a funny name that's very clever. Yeah. 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 Well, that's 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 interesting. And somebody's making money off somebody else's money. We and are really, in the wrong business, When you Pat. think about it, isn't everybody making money off of somebody else's money? Or, Yes. There aren't most ideas based on somebody else's ideas that yeah. were based on somebody else's ideas? Yeah. And on and on it goes. I mean, anything that Microsoft puts out is all based on stuff that was created by other people, sometimes hundreds of years ago. I mean, they you can trace the, yeah. the derivation of all of these things back and back. We're all like a... Humanity is like a giant relay race, and we're handing batons off to one generation, to the next, to the next, going back to... The beginning of time. It's kind of neat. We're all part of it, but 
none of us really completely dominating of any of it. And then there's people like me that are sitting out in the audience just watching the race. That's where me I, too. That's where I feel the same. And going back to the porn section and writing down funny titles. Uh, this might seem kind of weird, and and maybe it is, but I, I, I I've other met other people that when you go to the newspaper, uh, some people say, "Oh, first thing I do is I go to the sports section. First thing I do is I go to the entertainment section. First thing I do is go to the I read the editorials. I go to the crossword puzzle. I I read the comics. For me, one of the first things I do is I want to go see who kicked." You've told me this before, yeah. and I've forgotten why. What's your? I don't know. I just am interested in it. Are you checking not, to make sure your name's not in not, there? Not in a lugubrious, uh, you know, sort of creepy sort of way. I, I'm in, the books I rent from the library and that I buy are mostly biographies. I'm interested in people's lives, how they did what they did, how mm -hmm. they accomplished what they accomplished, and all of that. So when somebody of notoriety passes, that's interesting to me, and it gives me a chance to review what they did in their life that where they left a mark because mm -hmm. nobody gets out of here uh, alive that we've heard of so far so i mean arguably you could you know you could say christ if if you're a believer in that and you went flying up in the air at some point but yeah but he, even he was dead for a while let's face it because he was a guy uh but he, he so he, among the people that that checked out in the last year 2015 were uh, or is kind of an interesting list to go through. It's not complete by any means. Sure. But uh, Leonard is talking to Star Wars. Leonard Nimoy, the Star <laughs> Trek guy, uh, he he kicked off at the age of eighty-three. Yeah, that was in February of this year. Yeah, and uh, interesting career, and uh, of course, fundamentally famous forever as Spock on Star Trek. And very occasionally, he performed as a recording artist. Well, if I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning, I'd hammer in the evening, all over this land. And also the actor James Best uh, passed away this past year. Do you know who that was? No, I don't know who he was. He, you'd, you'd know him in a minute. He's probably most famous as the sheriff on the Dukes of Hazard. But I remember him best from an Alfred Hitchcock episode I believe it was called The Jar, and uh, Pat Buttram was in it, and it's an hour-long episode uh, where this there's some amorphous thing inside of a kind of a big mayonnaise jar. Nobody can tell what it is, and everybody sits and speculates, and it's a, it's hard to describe the story, uh, but he's in that. Well, what is it? What does it look like? Like you, Charlie. <laughs> me? <laughs> I don't like it. Get out of here. Excuse me. It's hey, a good but wait. Creepy episode. Get back to um, Pat Buttram. Did he talk Pat like... Buttram? Did, yeah, did he? He was in Green Acres, yes, Mr. <laughs> Douglas. I'll give you $50 for that lamp, sir. Just equally annoying and entertaining at the yeah. same time. Yeah, he was. I think Did associated he, was with that the old Roy Rogers or Gene Autry. Was that the old, was that the? I don't know him in any other other things. What did he affect that? I don't think so, ma'am. That's pretty much the way he talked. Change of subject: automobile accidents. Now, I think you told me once that you've only had one. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. And I, it was my fault. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to assign blame to uh, one way or the other to my three accidents. But my point is that every one of them was snow-related. They always happened in snowy conditions. 
then why did you poo-poo my being cautious and safe about driving up to your house in case of the snow? Well, I, the only reason I poo-pooed it is because I thought there was no possibility of snow uh, at the particular time we're recording this podcast. I know, and there's uh, no snow. You're I right. share your uh, disdain, disdain for driving in it and fear of driving in it because of people like me. Since then, I think I've gotten a little smarter about it. Uh, but I've been, you know, I got marooned last year or two years ago. I can't remember. And because I live in a place that's got a 300-foot hill here, and you can't get up it when it is snowing. But I have had accidents where I, one time I was coming from Portland to my hometown in Central Oregon, and I went up into, you have to go over mountain passes to pull it off. And I got caught in a blinding snowstorm. I That's couldn't scary. see. You Were can't you by see, yourself? You can't. Yeah, I was That's by myself. Scary. You can't see anything in front of you. I mean, you, all you see is that the snow Just coming swirling. down, and you you don't even know how you you're can't staying see on the, the road. road. You can't. Uh, it's 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 really terrifying. I had and my one of my chains had broken on my car, so I only had one chain on the car. The other one was broken and was smacking my car but I had to keep going why why did you have to keep going because I why would, don't you just stop? I would have been buried in snow and I've been like the Donner party and put your flashers on you stop and put your flashers on my flashers are going the whole time oh well uh, but, yeah but and you you hope to God there's a car in front of you so you can follow their taillights right but what are they following you don't <clears throat> right. know yeah you could drive right off the side of the uh, mountain it was terrifying and then another time I came over the mountains with a friend of mine and we were just scared to death and uh but we made it. We made it all the way down to town where there was almost no snow. And then once in town, on almost no snow, I slid and crashed into the guy's fence as I was dropping him off at his house. God, Pat. But the, but the scariest snow episode, and it has to be a snowy night. Has to be. And it's like it's one of those stories, you know, out of Twilight Zone or something. I'm driving at night, and it's just blinding snow, blizzard conditions. And I look, and I think there's a guy standing on the side of the road. There's a guy waving me down, or he's hitchhiking or something. And I could barely see him, but I think, good God, I, that guy can't be out there in this kind of weather. So I pull over, and I wait, and pretty soon a guy runs up to my car. Yeah, I'm getting freaked out. The hair and, on my legs is standing on end right now. And this now. is really a true story. And I open my window and I say, what, what's going on? Are you okay? Yeah, man. I, I got, got caught in a storm. I could sure good use a lift. Oh where God. are you headed? And I tell him where I'm headed. And he goes, that's perfect. That's where I'm going. Can you help me out, brother? I said, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, sure. So he gets in the passenger seat. And I, I have reservations about it. But the storm is so horrible. I just think I can't just leave did this he look? Guy. Did he look? What did he look like? Was he old? He looked young? like he had come from Hollywood Central Casting. Yes, we're looking for a creep. <laughs> I said, Oh, let's choose this guy. I mean, he looked like that, Lisa. Oh, no. And so my thinking is like the reverse. I think, well, because he looks like a creep. Right, he can't, he be, can't be a creep. Yeah, yeah. he's not dangerous. Yeah, and if you live your life long enough, you know That's not right, to judge some books of the by scariest, their cover. Some of the scariest people look perfectly normal. Ted Bundy. Exactly. Nice looking guy. I always bring that up when yeah. people say, well, you'll know him when you see him, and then you just have to say Ted Bundy, and yeah. you win. Yeah, you and then you win, exactly. 
So this guy gets in the car, and I think, and I'm just thinking to myself, well, I'm really helping a guy out here. This is the right thing to do. Yeah, it is. This is the what right I should do. do. If I was in his predicament, even if I'm, you do die a horrible, painful, bloody death, it was the right <laughs> thing to do. So it's very sweet of you. Yeah, and I thought I was being sweet, and and you know, and I'm never going to apologize for helping a guy out. Uh, I've been more um, reluctant to pick up hitchhikers since uh, because. As we're driving along, oh, no. uh, and it, these are on mountain roads, and we're inching along, and the conversation—and it's been a while ago—but the conversation goes something like this, and I'm just trying to make small talk, and I go, "So, uh, so uh, tell me about yourself. Uh, how, how did you find yourself up here?" Oh man, uh, some—I uh, was riding with a guy, and he—he uh, uh, he told me to get out. Yeah, I guess he didn't like didn't like my looks or something. <laughs> I can't remember, but uh, so I did, and, uh, and so then I figured, well, I'll just get a ride with somebody else. And then car after car, truck after truck went by, and nobody would stop for me. And I was getting really cold, and my feet were starting to freeze. And I thought, man, I'm gonna die out here. And I remember looking to the sky and praying to God that somebody would come on and along and stop for me and I swear to you man that's when you pulled over I couldn't believe it I go well wow. that's uh that's pretty cool that's pretty amazing quite a story uh so uh anyway what do you do oh, I I'm out of work at the moment but I uh if I could make a living at it I'd be a hunter I love hunting stuff, <laughs> and uh, I'm a deer. I had deer. I've had killed bear, kill all kinds of things. Oh, that's great! <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And then he goes, and uh, and uh, this might sound kind of weird, but my favorite part is when after I've killed him, is dressing them down, <laughs> and he pulls out this big, scary ass gutting knife. Oh my god. Yeah, like the kind OJ probably used. Or the real killer. And he says, this is the baby that I use to do it. It's so quick and slick, man. I just, takes me like, takes me like less than half an hour to dress down a full-grown buck. And he's kind of wielding. He's wielding this knife. Did you, I mean, seriously, did you just I'm kind of a pimple-faced teenage. your pants? Yeah. And yeah, my pants were completely full. And you're now trying to navigate. Hey man, what smells? You're trying to you're trying to navigate the snowstorm, and you're thinking yes. this cannot yeah. be how I it ends for me. I this fell, can't be how it ends I, for I, me. I felt like I fell into some kind of weird slasher movie, and and the, and I could see what was going to happen. And I, you were you really genuinely scared? Oh though? yeah, God. oh yeah, I'm freaked out. I'm really freaked out. And you know those. Those killers and those hunters, they can smell fear. Oh, thank you. You know? Thank you. Just say it. I wonder why the guy was making all the sniffing noises. Oh, my God. What's that smell? That's just awful. Is that fear? Mm. How long was he in the car with you? Oh, it seemed like days, but it was probably only 20 minutes or so. So we finally, uh, and he's just talking weird stuff, and, but he, he's not overtly threatening me, but he's just so creepy. He, he's just uh, chilling. You know, and so finally, I see some lights up ahead, and I remember there's a gas station, and a, a little with a little store and stuff. 
up ahead. And this is nighttime, by the way, mind you. This is nighttime, mm-hmm. making it even creepier. Right. But the lights come on. I said, oh, I remember. I'll, I'll, I got, I'll stop here to get gas. So I pull in, and I say, I'm going to stop here and uh, get gas. And I, I said, if you gotta, if you got to go to the restroom or anything, there's one right inside the store there. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, I do kind of have to take a leak. Uh, great. Uh, you're going to get gas? Yeah, I'll, I'll be right here, and then we'll continue on. And I said, okay, okay. So I, get, I even get out with the gas hose and everything. So that I look like I'm putting gas in my car. Oh, you were Truth is, I totally going to ditch him. Truth is, well, I did. As soon as he went into that store, I leapt back into my car, peeled out, and down the road I went. Hoping. Wow. Hoping that I went. I never saw him again, obviously. God, if he's but listening thought, to this but right I thought, now. Yeah, yeah, what if he's listening? That son of a bitch. I knew it'd take me years, but I'd find him. <laughs> and this Peculiar this podcast, then, huh? This would then be yeah. the sequel to it. The first movie <laughs> where he comes to oh, get you. Oh, man. Are you kidding God, me? I you, got out of there so fast. What do you think? He could have been completely harmless. He could have been. I, I mean, why would I sit and... Well, let me think. Let me see. He's got to actually stab me before I will know for sure whether I should uh, flee or not. Yeah. No, I mean, he, no, but that, he was just creepy. Yeah. And I knew... Even if he wasn't a creep, I knew I'd left him at a safe, warm place. That was he could nice. be somebody else's problem. That's right. But I will tell you this: I read the paper. I for was going to say next few days. Yeah, I just see. Did anything go down at that gas station? Any unsolved wow. stabbings or murders or and maybe missing just, people? Maybe he didn't exist at all. Maybe I like, like that. Because what if you called the gas station and go, "Did you?" Wait, you know, the other night, did you see a guy in a red hoodie and, went and whatever? You know, I know, I knew he walked in. No, we haven't seen anybody like that around here. Boy, that reminds me of this old red sovine hint. Everybody hunker down and get ready to listen to a master storyteller. I was out on the West Coast trying to make a buck, and things didn't work out. I was down on my luck. Got tired of roaming and bumming around. So I started thumbing back east toward my hometown. Made a lot of miles the first two days. And I figured I'd be home in a week if my luck held out this way. But the third night I got stranded way out of town. At a cold, lonely crossroads, rain was pouring down. I was hungry and freezing, done caught a chill When the lights of a big semi topped the hill Lord, I sure was glad to hear them air brakes come on And I climbed in that cab where I knew it'd be warm At the wheel sat a big man, he weighed about 210 He stuck out his hand and said with a grin Big Joe's the name, I told him mine he said, the name of my rig is Phantom 309. I asked him why he called his rig such a name. He said, son, this old Mac can put them all to shame. There ain't a driver or a rig running any line that's seen nothing but taillights from Phantom 309. Well, we rode and talked the better part of the night when the lights of a truck stop came in sight. He said, I'm sorry, son, this is as far as you go, because I gotta make a turn just on up the road. Well, he tossed me a dime as he pulled her in low, 
and said, have yourself a hot cup on old Big Joe. When Joe and his rig roared out in the night, in nothing flat, he was clean out of sight. Well, I went inside and ordered me a cup, told the waiter Big Joe was setting me up. Oh, you could have heard a pin cop. It got deathly quiet, and the waiter's face turned kind of white. Well, did I say something wrong? I said with a halfway grin. He said, no, this happens every now and then. Every driver in here knows Big Joe. But son, let me tell you what happened about 10 years ago. At the crossroads tonight where you flagged him down, there was a busload of kids coming from town. And they were right in the middle when Big Joe topped the hill. It could have been slaughter, but he turned his wheels. Well, Joe lost control, went into a skid, and gave his life to save that bunch of kids. And there at that crossroads was the end of a line for Big Joe and Phantom 309. But every now and then, some hiker will come by, and like you, Big Joe will give him a ride. Here, have another cup and forget about the dime. Keep it as a souvenir from Big Joe and Phantom 309. Man, what a great tune. Did you like hearing that? Yeah, like as much as I like having forks poked in my head. Hang on, I'm going to get some silverware. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.